right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, Christy, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. Absolute honor that you found time in your busy schedule to talk to the wonderful listeners of this incredible podcast. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm well. I'm five by five. I don't know what that means, but I am. That means it's good. But hey, before we get into the conversation, I got to put a plug in for uh, Core Physical Therapy. Go to uh, corephysicaltherapy.com. Great website. Have you been out there? I have plenty of times. One of my favorites. It is. <laughs> yeah, one of your favorites. There it is. It's easily navigated. You gotta if you have a question, comment, or concern, go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. You will not be disappointed. Now we can get into the interview. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so I'm a physical therapist by trade. I have been with Core for just over two years, going on two and a half years. Um, I've been in the field for over 12. Um, went to Duke University, go Blue Devils, basketball uh-huh. is life there. Um, and it just is. recently graduated from the University of St. Augustine with my doctorate in education. And uh, my dissertation was on physical therapy and burnout. Um, so and that is fun. the topic that we're going to be sort of chirping on. Uh, in this uh, particular interview, Doctor of Education, as I look down, if you're at, uh, looking on the video, I am looking down and, and those are my notes. So don't be distracted there, uh, Christy. Um, so first off, let's let's just say that's that's an interesting topic. And I would imagine that uh, a lot of the things that have been happening for the past couple of years, there's a I mean, there's a tremendous amount of time. Uh, it just challenges that exist there. Give us a little definition of what burnout means. What What is that? Yeah, absolutely. So burnout's really defined by three categories. It's emotional exhaustion, um, depersonalization of care, and like low personal accomplishment. So emotional exhaustion is basically when we, we deplete our resources and we don't have the ability to replenish them. Um, depersonalization of care is when we treat people as numbers. It's more like a factory setting that we really kind of like push away that emotional factor or that connection with the people around us or our patients. And then low personal accomplishment means basically like you could be doing an amazing job, but you just don't feel like you're doing anything, that you're not making an impact or making changes in people's lives, your own life, no matter how many times somebody might tell you that you are. And so that when you put all those three pieces together, you're kind of burnt out. And that's really causing people to leave um, the medical field, right? But we're really seeing a huge uptick in that in the physical therapy world. Yeah, I, 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 I understand exactly what you're saying. Now, you, you just completed your dissertation on burnout. Why, why select that particular subject? That's an interesting subject. I, and, and people can, in whatever role that they play in this world, uh, can definitely relate to it. Why that topic? Yeah, absolutely. So I had originally talked about, I was looking at like why physical therapists weren't really ready to be practicing clinicians when they got out of school. They do these rotations, they're in school, like what was really, that was that barrier that was preventing them from feeling super confident. And as I was doing my research, it came along the word burned out. 
Um, and as I started doing more research on it, I realized that the world of physical therapy, especially in the United States, hadn't had a lot of significant research to show um, that physical therapists were burned out. But there was so much anecdotal evidence out there. So I could Google PT and burnout and there's ways to prevent burnout or that PTs are burnt out, um, but no real evidence to show that we were. Um, so I I really had a shift very quickly. Um, my paper was due that week and I made a huge change actually in my research topic. Um, and I wow. just felt really, really passionate. Power. Wow. Yeah, it, it was um, because I found out by the year 2025, we're going to have over 10,000 job vacancies in the United States for physical therapists. How many? Ten Over 10,000 oh, is what's God. projected. And we graduate over 10,000 therapists a year from accredited programs. So why are we having these job vacancies? And I think burnout is a huge piece into that. So I wanted to find out, A, are we feeling that way? And then B, hopefully we can really build on the evidence to find out the why. And then how can we help our, our employees, right? So As a company, how can we help those therapists so, so we got to ask the question, what, what's going on out there? That's, that's not a, that's not a good statistic. FYI. Just no, it was, it was actually super troubling. And um, I'm one of those people that like, if I find a question, I have to have an answer. Right. Yeah. Um, and what the research actually showed is that physical therapists aren't necessarily feeling burnt out. Um, they have high personal accomplishment and very low depersonalization of care, which made me feel a lot better about our profession, that we really care about the people that we're treating. But we were finding in the years one through 14 that therapists are feeling very high levels of emotional exhaustion. And so they're leaving the profession because they don't know how to deal with it. And it's not really worth it, right? this new generation of people that are coming in are really more worried about a work-life balance. They, they work to live, right? They don't live to work. And so how do we create that balance for them and help them like replenish those resources um, that it takes in PT? Like you deal with a lot sometimes, especially on um, these last few years, we've dealt with a pandemic. We've dealt with um, cuts in reimbursement um, and so how do we identify those people that are at our higher risk for emotional exhaustion? So the question I would have is that that is all person by person, right? Uh, some is. people are able to deal with uh, this emotional uh, exhaustion a little bit different than other people. How do you determine? And, and granted, you're in a profession where definitely you, you better not depersonalize the care. I mean, yeah. you're, yes. you're working you know, one-on-one -on -one with these, these individuals, these humans, and, and uh, just naturally, I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, just the, the, the drive to become a PT, you better have sort of that high desire for personal accomplishment. But with that, right, you get that mm -hmm. emotional exhaustion. How do, you, how do you sort of diagnose that? If you're looking at your, your team of PTs, how do you diagnose that? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. I think we're still figuring that piece out a little bit. Um, when I was doing my research, I was able to find some articles that dealt with um, certain questionnaires that you could give people who actually were more predisposed to experiencing emotional exhaustion. I'm still in the process of refinding those um, through all of the binders and stuff that I have. Um, but I think the other piece is talking with your people. 
right? Having those conversations and those open conversations in a safe space to see how they're really doing and how are they holding up to be able to know your people so well that if they have a change within their character, that you're able to identify that and have that conversation. Um, I think sometimes as leadership, we get so caught up in all the other things that we need to do that we forget to have those conversations with our people. Um, So I think that's one of the biggest pieces of that. And then understand that you can have times of high load, but then that has to be followed of times with low load. So how do we find that balance and how do we help our people develop that balance? Um, I think the cool thing at CORE is we have something called a 70-20-10 model where a lot of our on-job training is, you know, 70% of that. But then we have a mentoring and coaching component, and then we have the educational component. And so that we don't forget that mentoring and that coaching component to help our people see that we can be more efficient in certain aspects. We can work on hard skills and soft skills um, and that they can see that they're making an impact, be it sometimes it's a small impact, right? But those impacts like really help replenish um, those resources that we sometimes feel like we're losing. So uh, for clarification, 70, 20, 10, I get the 70 on job. What is, is 20 mentoring? Yeah. And then uh, 10%. Yeah, so 20% of that time is mentoring and coaching. Right. So that's your continuing education courses. That's, um, you know, being sent to teach a course if you like teaching, or maybe it's going back to school and taking classes. (laughs) Yeah, we're past that. I'm done with school too. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, but, but you're in a profession, you better keep current. You better continue to educate. You've got, you got a lot of responsibility. And of course, that's probably ends. if you're serious about your profession, that, that's another uh, emotional exhaustion. It, it, it's serious stuff because you're you're helping people live better lives or yeah. achieve that or whatever it might be. And you're, I can understand the challenges. So, so yeah, I really like to say adding life to years, right? So no matter yeah. how many years you have left, you add that life and that quality of life component. I think that's the biggest piece of our job, coolest piece of our job. So let's say I'm a PT which I'm not. I, I stayed at a holiday inn and I think I am. But if there I was, <laughs> if I was, what what sort of tactical things should I do on a daily basis so that I can be very sensitive to that uh, emotional exhaustion and, and be sort of a little bit more aware of that? What, what can yeah. I do? So I think there's lots of options that are out there, right? So one of it's like a work-life balance, right? So whether that's nutrition, um, taking care of yourself. So whether it's walking or finding a way to de-stress, yoga, meditation has been some really big components um, within that. Yes, sir. I, I, I do yoga. I complain <laughs> about it. I'm not sure if it's a stress reliever for me. I try. Yeah. No, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm a, when I work out, I want to go, go, go. So yoga is really hard for me, but it does allow me to like process information. I actually have a long commute. So I take that time to decompress. Right. So there's times where the research is showing people who have like, um, 
kids and husbands and take, you know, caretakers for other people, they lose that time to decompress. So how can we find that back for them to give them that time to replenish those resources? And then the other thing is like doing things that you enjoy running, reading, playing with dogs, um, whatever those pieces are going on vacations, that it's okay to take that time. I think there are some people that are just very A type personalities that just want to help, help, help and give, give, give. Sometimes we have to take a little bit of time for ourselves. Um, so the research is showing that those are the things that you do. And then having that open line with your boss. There's been plenty of times I've called my boss. I said, I'm at my, I'm at my end. I need some time. And so we're able to figure out like how I can use that time to then replenish. So I, I, it wouldn't be right for you to say, I don't want to hear you whine. Keep at it. That's not that's not a part of the 70, 20, 10 or the 20 part of your mentoring. You don't want to hear that. Um, no, I mean, I guess maybe if you're joking around, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, we definitely want to have some active listening and then yeah. develop strategies to assist the, the, the employees that are needing that. So with the stat of 10,000 vacancies by 2025, staggering. We yeah. need them. Mm -hmm. With a new PT coming in, do you have, through your mentoring program, education, do you have this saying, hey, okay, here's a deal. You're getting on a journey here. These are the realities of the journey. Burnout is a part of that or possible burnout, and we don't want that to happen. We want to avoid that. Do you have that conversation with uh, newly minted uh, PTs? You know, it's a, that's a great question. And I really haven't worded it that way, which I think might actually be a cool thing, right? Like I'm a, I try to be very open, transparent, honest with my employees and I get the same in return, which has been really helpful. Um, and I think that going out there and saying, Hey, listen, this is what's out there, right? Like this is what we expect, but the expectation in return is that you're really honest with us. And when yeah. you're feeling a certain way, instead of looking for something different, right, we can talk through those pieces. Um, See, and, and, I think it and, has to be a part of our reflection. And, and if you're, I mean, if your core of the business, and because I see that there's 10,000 vacancies from a strategic perspective, uh, I would probably core as a business, do everything I possibly can to help make that uh, work-life balance uh, culture ingrained, you know, that, that don't just sort of gloss over that. Right. No, absolutely. And I think that as companies, whether it's core or somebody different, we have to realize that it's a generational difference, right? Like you look at your baby boomers, you know, they work sun up to sun down and that was their mentality. The mentality is a little bit different with the different younger generations where they really like that balance. Um, so understanding how to mentor and coach and develop them is definitely a challenge for all of us. Yeah. Um, we're still learning. And I think giving grace to leadership and having the open communication will help people not feel burnt out and they'll feel listened to as well. On a, on a macro level, and, and I agree with you 100% on that, that is a challenge on how how the youth that is coming into the profession, how do they view their work life? It, it, that's a whole, yeah, I, I'll sit there and I'll dig a ditch and I'll continue to dig a ditch until I you know, croak over. That's sort of the, the reality of it. Why do you think that there's 10,000 or a projection of 10,000 vacancy? What's what's that negative component? Why, why are people pushing that away? 
Um, I think there's different expectations, right? So as we continue to have more restrictions that insurance is placed on physical therapy, people just tend to say, all right, I've had enough, I'm leaving the profession, right? So instead of fighting for what we deserve and the value that we give to our patients, like we kind of just move forward and move on to something that's a little bit easier. Um, I think as the gener, I mean, baby boomers, right? And Gen Xers, I think, right? They're getting older. So they're our highest population that we have. And so there's more of a need for that. Um, We're a little bit unhealthier, um, statistically, so more people need physical therapy. Um, there's more elective surgeries that are out there. So I think there's a greater need. More people have insurance. That was a huge component of it with Obamacare coming in. So now people have that need for physical therapy. Um, I think. See, this is I've interesting, heard- and it's a challenge. And it, if 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 you get this sort of, for lack of a better term, this silver tsunami leaving the PT profession just because, well, we're retiring. They're the, going to be the ones, they're going to be the ones that are going to probably end up needing some physical therapy in the future, which then it's going to be, it's, it's, the, the yeah, math is hard. Perpetual cycle of like <laughs> yes. the need, right? But it's it the is. same thing for primary care physicians. Yeah. They're burning out at a super high rate. And now it's taking some people up to five months just to get a primary care um, appointment. Um, so we have to do better and be better. Like as the clinician, right, but also as the consumer and having, how do I put this, a little bit of grace for other people and um, yeah. understanding that God, even though you're having a bad day, let's let's just be nice to everybody and let's be kind and um, understand that everybody's trying to do their best. Listen to you. I feel better because I'm talking to you. This plus <laughs> it brings up a, 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 up a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I, I went right into that song and didn't really listen yeah. to the rest of you. No, <laughs> it's okay. People ignore me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I deal with burnout. I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be right, but it is what it is. It so is. Uh, as we wrap this up, how does, I mean, this, this topic of burnout, is not just with PT. I think you, you, yeah. you touch on with the three, components. And that is just with any professions. We're dealing with just across uh, just business in general, a difficulty with uh, workforce management. It's just everywhere. And there is, and, and, and people are being asked to do more with less. And it's just a constant. So if there's anything that I want to make sure that everybody sort of walks away and be sensitive about is that emotional exhaustion, that's important. And then uh, depersonalized care. Now, it could be depersonalized, whatever. You could come into my office and I'm just not a, a very nice person. Maybe that's part of that. And then, of course, that feeling of low personal accomplishment. And that is sort of that uh, way of looking at everything. I mean, it's it just, I've been there. I just tell myself to fuck up and stop it. <laughs> I don't know if we had that conversation in that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How do people get a hold of you? Um, So you guys can get a hold of me at klink at corehealth.com. If you have any questions or would like to talk more, I am happy. This is definitely a a passionate subject that I am on and look forward to much more research on it. Super important. Take note. If you're listening out there, 
uh, re-listen to this one because it is a very important conversation. Christy, thank you very much for being on In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. You were absolutely wonderful. Thanks for having me. And I and now I'm I'm sort of more reflective in who I am. I think I'm just gonna go and watch sports. Duke, <laughs> there we go. Duke, go Duke. Yes, Duke basketball Friday at seven. <laughs> All right, listeners. That's Christy Link. Thank you very much for joining In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. And remember to go out to Cora physicaltherapy.com if you have any questions comments or concerns that is a great uh, starting point and uh if you have any uh, i mean just go out there that's 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 what i'm talking about corephysicaltherapy.com all right thank you very much for joining we're going to have another great interview shortly so stay tuned